Welcome to the ERN Podcast. On today's episode of the weekly West Administrative Message, I have a couple things to say. I have more of a question to ask, actually. Y'all ever try necromancy? Well, after figuring out how to revive my sister's hamster step-cousin's roommate, I realized I could use this to my advantage. So I revived Marley. Now, whether or not that was worth it is still to be determined. So, Marley, is there anything you would like to say to the audience tonight? Hello, I'm Marley, and welcome to Status Quo. I have an announcement on behalf of Quo. After talking with WNYC for a while, I've realized that I was the one at fault. I, KWO35, am sorry for party rocking. And this is the ERN podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> today, to the podcast. Yeah, welcome back, Marley. It's uh, been a, uh, it's been how many episodes do you think? Like six or seven? Something like that. It's been ridiculous. Oh, yes. But today, so we're going to continue on the EAS history segment. The whole episode's going to be this segment because we got a lot to talk about. So to, this week, we're talking about the beginning of analog index. So for that, we'll bring in Gabe. What's up, fuckers? Anyways, um, <laughs> so, so welcome to the analog index segment. This is going to be a while because we have a lot of talk. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got the Burke. We got the Hollyan. We got the TFT. We got the Sage. We got the Easies, and we got the GRs and we got the. So. But yeah, and so we got the we got a ton Twisters. Of we got a We got a ton of index to talk about. We, we have Hollyan. I already mentioned that. So yeah, we got a lot of Damn. index to talk about and we got a lot of people to talk about them with. We got me, of course, Don, Evan returning again. Dope. Anna. So, Gabe and Marley. So, this episode is always sponsored by WACN yeah. Technologies, bitch. And sponsored by WXStream.org. <laughs> and also sponsored by We'll never, ever, 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 ever support Sponsored by podcasts. our mom's weather radio obsession. <laughs> hey, I already support... You want WR120? Hell yeah, I do. I'll, I'll support I'll support ERN with, with software and deck. And I already do, so... ha. Huh. And you can't say I don't, because you run one. Before we continue yeah. this episode, this episode of the ERN podcast is sponsored by the Midland Loophole. <laughs> okay, okay, too far. Okay, that's a bit too far. Yeah, too far. Anyways, so let's start off, Gabe. What do you want to talk let's about start. first here? Let us start with the first known, the firstborn, the oldest, the not very wisest, so you? the dumbest. Well, Again, allow me you. to introduce you to the Burke. Whoa! Yeah, yes. I can agree with that one. The Burke EAS thirty two. The EAS thirty two. It's got a kill switch in the inside of it, you know. Yeah, and I really? flipped it. <laughs> Anna, yeah, wait, don't how would flip you like, it. How would you like to so, describe your experience with the Burke? So the Burke sucked as an encoder, even whenever it did work. It, uh, even though it has all hardware there for all six monitors, only four worked. And the two and the one monitor that you needed to for audio input for like recording in a pre-recorded weekly was monitor six. That one didn't work. Um, no explanation as to why. Um, and we didn't have any manuals and stuff. I contacted Burke about it because Burke as a company still exists. They still sell STL equipment, I believe. Yeah, they sell um, a lot of broadcast equipment still, but, especially like my last station. We yeah. had a few Burke boxes still. And they're still widely used too, but um, 
I reached out to Burke saying, hey, do you have anything on this? And they're like, nope, here's the manual. Fuck off. So um, that's all we have. We have broken units and a manual. That's it. And there's a kill switch on the inside that if you flip that switch accidentally, the unit breaks. So have fun. Is that what happened to yours? Yep. (laughs) And it was accidental because those dip switches on the inside were like super easy to flip. Like you brush on them hard enough and they'll flip. So what do you so, think happens to it whenever you flick that kill switch? Like what? Oh, it tells you exactly what it does on the front. It literally overwrites the entirety of um, of program memory. It's just gone, which that's where all your passwords are stored. Wow. So it wipes the program memory. And here's the thing. Normally, you'd think if it wipes it, it will just reset your password to like zero, 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 because it wipes everything with zeros. But no, because zero is a special character in there. <laughs> Not all bits of zero. So as soon as it wipes that, your passwords are set to nothing, which it still knows that there should be a password on those menus because there isn't an option to disable it, but the password doesn't exist. So once so, again, poor software design. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. They, they still have, I'm pretty sure that they still somewhere have the software to rewrite the firmware onto that thing and fix this issue. But God knows where it is. And now... I'm not willing to get my Burke working anyway because its power supply has gone bad. So, is there really a reason to get your Burke working? I don't think so. <laughs> I've, I've at this point, I've accepted that 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 Burke is shot, and I'm going to be pulling all the stuff out of it and just putting in new hardware, like a freaking Raspberry Pi or something. Yeah, that's exactly my plan. With IP functionality, hopefully. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now with cap support. Yeah, with cap yeah. support. <laughs> anyway, um, that's gonna be awesome. I think that's a little bit. I think that's enough on the Birkin. Now it's time to talk about another encoder that is creepy, very creepy, and because this one will talk to you, like it has its own speech synthesis chip in it. We're talking about the Holly M San HU nine six one. Isn't and this also one of the ones that was kind of in the line of succession to the Daz? Yes, actually, it is the precursor or second it, precursor. Because Holly N was before Monroe. Progenitor, there you go. Right? Your choice is Holly N. Holly N. <laughs> Holly N. Then became Monroe and then became Digital. Did it say own one of those? Uh, we don't talk about uh, that. Yes, he did. So did fucking uh, Jaden. Jaden owns yeah, both still does. the 961 and the MIP. Actually, he sold it to Jaden, if I remember correctly. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen or talked to Zay in so long because he's an asshole. So, Yes, this is facts. Hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, anyways, the Holian like- is different. And the, the one yeah. thing I've heard about the SAM, at least, I'm not sure if that's true for the MIP. The one thing I've heard about the SAM if you are stuck in a tornado-prone area, let's just God hope that your radio stations do not have a SAM because you will not be able to understand anything that Paul is saying because the audio rate, what is it, like 4,000 kilohertz or, or it's like 4 kilohertz or 6 kilohertz or something like that? It's 5. 5, yeah. Y- you better believe you're not going to understand a single thing that that thing is saying. And also the intention tone sounds like absolute fucking garbage. Oh, yeah. If you think the GR's so intention tone sounds bad, yeah, no. 
You think you think the you think the GR sounds bad? No. The G the GR the GR pays its respects to the Holly Ann. Yeah. And speaking of Holly Ann, that's not the only encoder they actually made of the Holly Ann name. The second one that they made was the MIP, which is the SAM, but thicker. Internal <laughs> radios, TTS. I believe, right? It's got internal radios. Arguably better. <laughs> but not by much. <laughs> not by much, no. But not by a long shot. No. Hey, it sampled in 8 kilohertz. That's at least good enough. Yeah. yeah. For the time. True, true, true. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. So that's the Holly Inn units. Because we actually, we know a decent amount about them, but not like, we haven't gotten our hands on one because, you know, they're so fucking old and not a lot of them got sold. So their their rarity level is a little higher than the others. But then again, the ES and Kodo market's kind of um, off right now. So, you, you know, Mari. let's let's talk about the rarest encoder. Yeah. The EAS 911. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. The Cat Code Twister. Cat Code Twister. No one has ever seen one. I'm not joking. We know, we probably know just as much as you about this. We've only learned about it. Not recently, but um, it's it's not a thing that is very well documented. In fact, the only archive of it is on the Wayback Machine, uh, courtesy know, of Anna finding that. I know quite a bit. The most I know is it only had four monitors. It had a built-in um, C-Gen with uh, actual... It could actually um, modulate it inside yeah, the saying. unit. So, like, normally if you had an Easy Plus and you had their C-Gen out, you would put that into, like, a pre-modulator where it does um, IF modulation, and then you'd put that into your transmitter. This unit did the IF modulation on, on board, which is pretty cool, but that's about the most I know about it. We don't know what the C-Gen looks like. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it sounds like. We've never seen one except for the photos on there. And apparently it seems like there's also multiple models. Because, like, it has phone support, it has C-Gen output, it has, like, a whole bunch of stuff that is documented on their site, but there's no, like, evidence that it ever existed out of that site, which is weird because it existed from, like, 96 to 2004, and you'd think that one sold in that time. You would think that having its own inbuilt modulation would be a pretty big selling point, but quite obviously not, unless... Some some plan happened where they had to get rid of them all. So, so I'm gonna read to y'all the the original sales pitch for this. Right, Twister provides all the following in one three three and a half by nineteen inch rack mount unit, microprocessor control, and WS receiver. <laughs> Audio input, printer, manual mode, time delay mode, IF modulator, telephone interface, front panel control, automatic mode. Character generator. Relay. These are some top of the line features. 
Yes, yes. I, I never thought automatic mode and manual mode would have to be qualifying as the top features. <laughs> I never thought that having I'm a front panel as a free not, dude. Dan, I'm not you done already yet. know that printer is slow as a snail. I'm not done yet. Like I the there's yeah, more. There's more. Yeah, no worse than the sage. Oh, Ready? Go ahead. The sage is actually older yeah. than a lot of these units. Really? The, the sage is the second oldest EAS unit. The 1822. Oh yeah. It's very closely followed by the TFT. Hey, hey, guys. Continue. Can I finish? Continue. continue. So I'm not done with the features yet. Oh, oh no. There's more. Let me guess. It has M. inbuilt rack mount screws. No. <laughs> no. FM receiver. <laughs> Audio storage. RS-232 port. Advanced. Remote control. Immediate mode. And last but certainly not least. <clears throat> unattended operation mode. Isn't that literally <laughs> just automatic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that Name the whole point of, of the EAS. That were the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, every time there's the same feature listed. Man, they must have been desperate. <laughs> no, for real though. <laughs> oh, dude, if it makes you feel, if it makes Comes you feel with any better, speaker. <laughs> oh, are you ready? Comes with audio output. Front oh. panels. Comes panels. with audio. <laughs> Guess what? Power supply included. Are you ready? Yes. I don't know Not if I ever access is prevented by password code. <laughs> That's literally, literally the, the most thing. basic. Everything they're listing is like a requirement. Guys, guys, let me guess it has proprietary same generation, advanced same generation techniques. No. Aww. But it does, but it does simultaneously monitor two audio sources of any and any combination of in, two internal sources and two external sources. Literally, just another part eleven requirement. Yeah. <laughs> wow! It's got an internal speaker with volume control. <laughs> the Yo. speaker. There you go, Evan. Yo, this. this you know what this sounds like? This sounds volume control. That's like. Top of the line groundbreaking breaking technology. Holy shit. Hey. Dude, it mentions the freaking telephone interface three times in the same damn sales pitch. Hey. It's three different bullet points. Equipped. I'm surprised that is connection. Remote control option and touchstone dialing. No, listen. Alerts can be initiated by the user from the public switch telephone network interface, cellular phone. Front panel program control buttons or RS-232 for cellular phone. <laughs> okay. It gets better. It gets better. Sorry. Does oh, it, it gets support, better. Does it support my car phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets better. You ready? Mm. Telephone interface and computer interface features allow f immediate full functional emergency alert capabilities to local, regional, and state emergency officials. Cellular telephones are used are able to be used to activate the <laughs> Twister EAS. 
Telephone interface feature allows local, regional, and state officials to easily oh quickly notify God. the public about new emergencies and provide timely updates on fast changing existing emergencies. Oh Welcome printer, to printer Cell Cap. Printer automatically provides a permanent hard copy record of all alerts. Also, just another, another part required feature. Yeah, another part eleven required feature. Operates over a wide range of temperatures, humidities, and power voltages in any <laughs> operation mode. Welcome to more FCC requirements. <laughs> what is that? Part, what is that? Part fourteen or something? Just yeah. so you know, you can bring the CADCO twister to Antarctica. It'll work. Anyways, no, Walmart. No, well, you don't have any power. Oh, that's true. It gets better. Oh no. Oh gosh. Did you know that the CADCO twister is Y two K compliant? <laughs> Name a desperate electronics company in the early, yeah. the, no, the, the late 1990s. Best Buy, Best Buy turn off before date intensifies. Yeah, guys, it sounds like some of the engineers from GR and freaking, uh, freaking TFT all went over to Cadco and made a company. It sounds like no, it, no, it's it, no, it's literally Burke. <laughs> It's Burke. Burke. Burke had sex with a TFT and an easy. Oh, God. Well, hey, like hey, here's the thing. The Burks actually showed up. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's fair. <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking I love how we of, used to think that the Burke was like super duper rare and then they like all showed up at once. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all broke it once. Actually, like, I think Jaden's is still one of the Burks that like has no issues. Everything works on it. Hmm. You want to know right. what the mo- you want you want to know the Burke with the most background noise? W A H C. Sorry. Continuing. Anyways, speaking of encoders, that's kind of what this episode's about. Was there was there okay back to the twister again? Was there literally any features that set it apart? I don't think I heard nope. one. Actually, IF except modulator. for the, the, the only thing is the IF modulator. Yeah. The IF modulation. Oh, here's the, the thing. The IF modulator and the fact that the unit was completely white. Um, and it, fully FCC compliant. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, it's more compliant than the Gorman Rathlicky AS1. Here's another thing. I think it was also one of the cheaper encoders um, overall. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> when you're listening, the fact that it relays the AS alerts as a feature <laughs> for an EAS encoder. It listens for EAS burr. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways um, on to the next encoder. Speaking of the EAS-1, you want to talk about the most non-compliant EAS encoder that's publicly sold of all time? Well, no, it's still let's sold. not. Let's not. Let's just skip it. Continue. Isn't it, Gabe, isn't it still I sold? To, yeah, I have to explain it. Because here's the thing, it leads into the next one. Just don't. The Trilithic EAS-1. (laughs) Also don't. The EAS-1 sucks. It has a dedicated EOM button, and that's the only thing you really need to know about it. Um, The TFT had an EOM button. But no, but this one will just straight up send EOMs whenever you want. Yeah, Uh, literally, if you just go up and you click the EOM button, it just EOMs instantly, no matter if there's an (laughs) alert at all. It just... In case you you guys didn't know, the EAS-1 also has built-in EAS generation. (laughs) Holy shit! At best. Holy shit. Planes fly in space? That's the most insane feature I've ever heard of. To touch on the EAS-1, to touch on the EAS-1, I 
think it was Iowan who sent me a recording of a radio station desperately trying to relay a tornado warning because their GR was freaking out. Like they, I swear to gosh, there, there was, was probably yeah, there was like 17 sets of tones of headers. Yeah. Um, and then finally on the last one, they sent the message, but it was probably, so, I think it was expired by the time they actually got so, it out. Uh, That's how bad I, they are. I was, I, I was actually in the call in UEP whenever this happened. We literally sat there for, I think it was nearly 30 minutes watching this, this station go back to back to back to back to back, literally sending headers, erroring out, sending headers, erroring out back to back for nearly 30 minutes straight, just trying to send this one alert. And then wasn't there like a ton of EOMs at the end too? No, but by the time they actually got an alert out, they had missed two alerts and um, their alert had expired for 15 minutes. Oh my god. Here's your tornado warning, but you're probably dead by now. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, we noticed that this station was going off, like 15 minutes to them already going off. Oh my god. And to teach and you how only- sporadic this endec is, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember what station it is, but like a day later, I could be wrong, I could be pulling shit out of my ass, but I think I got a perfectly correct weekly from them. So that's how sporadic it is. Like, it's it's nuts. Back to the Anyways. ERN versus GR thing. Yeah, it's not compliant. We're just going to call it there. We think it's non-compliant. That is our official non-legally backed opinion. Yep. Yeah. Yes, thank you, by thank you for this question. message from our lawyers. So does it actually still get sold today? Like, are they, yes. they they're yeah. still in yes. production? It, it's it's allowed with with a cap, right? With a cap. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that's that's yeah, that would make sense because the most common combo, especially up here in Florida, we have I can't remember what station it is, but there's a station here that um, I think it's wxgj or something i i don't know it's wx something anyways they have a gr cap deck hooked into their their um es1 and let me tell you it's just the cap this isn't this isn't a digital index thing but i'm sure we'll touch on it someday don't buy anything from gr because when you pair the gr eas1 with the gr cap deck you have a freaking explosion waiting to happen it's horrible it's bad <laughs> not actually but just an explosion yeah. of poor EAS. Yes. Anyways. <sighs> I think that's enough with the EAS one. Um Yeah, and then there's also there's also this weird unit called the Trilithic EAS dash one. Well let's not talk about it. It's basically just an EAS dash one, but with Trilithics branding all over it. Now, now we get now we get to talk about the big three of the analog encoders. That's what I like to call just the big three. We got, we're going to talk about the TFT. Heck yeah. Also known as the most bulletproof end deck to ever exist. Unless you have one. Uh, unless you I have can Liam's. talk on the contrary. Unless, I can talk on the contrary. Unless you have Liam's. Liam's yeah. started My monitor three. My monitor three is dead right now, and I have no idea how it happened. It just popped one day um, and it's gone. So here, here's one thing about the TFTs. You will get like a few units here and there that cause a whole bunch of problems. Like Marley's monitor three is dead, but the unit still works. Um, oh, it totally got, works. It's great. Yeah. You've got uh, Liam's, which just sends infinite headers. You have Lawson's, which 
No, but it's other than that, yeah, other than that, and then the, no, 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 and John's for, at one point sent uh, a weekly every two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but other than that, the TFT is fucking solid. Like mine is like pretty damn old. My original TFT. The only reason it died was because I fucked up, and even then, that was repairable. It took one didn't guy and a one, soldering iron. Didn't it? Didn't it literally light on fire and then it worked again? No, no, no. Um, no, that's I mean, the nine one one D. Oh yeah. For a company fair. that makes, for a company that primarily makes transmitters and broadcasting transmission equipment, this it's a solid unit. Like it's good. Well, they don't anymore, and but they don't anymore. They're out of business. But that made and they're out of business and the dude died. This thing, the yeah, TFT this man. thing is so old. I mean, it's it literally feels bulletproof. Like I feel it. I I wouldn't, um, but it it feels literally physically feels bulletproof. Anyways, I. I I am going to counter that saying that there's only one unit that I can think of that is more bulletproof. That's the 1822. Yeah, the 1822. The 1822 yeah. is older. And yeah. still is supported today under um, under part 11 as a compliant encoder even though with, it is ancient. With because a they had some they had some they had some future proofing. Um, yes, exactly. One, the cap to EAS uh, and two, uh, with index set D, I think you can uh, add. Huh? Not D. No? Index set D is for only for the digital. Oh, never mind. Index set for the. Uh, index set, yeah, okay. With index set, you can um, program, yeah. You can program. Program? <laughs> you can program in program. code. So um, the TFT is no e longer compliant. The TFT is no longer compliant because it does not have the BLU code, which I find kind of stupid. But in the 1822, you can just add in your own codes because uh, mm -hmm. what I learned today was that in many old EAS plans, um, a lot of places would just totally pull random codes out of their ass, like school closure statements. So that was kind of part of the whole thing, um, the reason why they did FCC that. FCC steps in and says, bonjour. bonjour. Where do you add codes mm -hmm. at? Uh, in the program right. index in index set, in index set. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, whenever index it comes, e yeah. Whenever it comes to eprog, you literally just can type anything in. That's why so that's my... the only feature you can do from the front panel. Uh, no, there, there's uh, a couple other and, things that and um, adding new FIPS codes. Yes, oh, you can okay. from um, from eprog and index set. You can add new FIPS codes. You can add new event codes, and I think there's also a way to change attention detection. I don't know if that one also doesn't like properly exist in the front panel. You can also change um, the names of existing codes, like if, if you wanted to specify yeah. that CA is Amber Alert. Still wish um, index set worked with TCP IP. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Could. We'll make it. Sponsored by sponsored by WACN Custom ROMs. Order yours. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> copyright WACN. I guess, that, I guess that brings us to the 1822. Yay! So the 1822 is the 1822. Um, basically, it does everything every other encoder usually does, except for built-in character generation and IF shit. And even then, it does character generation really good. Well, it doesn't yeah. do character generation. It sends not, two character Yeah, not on unit. Yeah, but yeah, it 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 is <laughs> not <extremely> yet. <laughs> well. 
it works extremely well and just in general like it's a very rock solid unit like you can you can run those things for years straight and not have to not have to as a matter of fact there are stations that continue to run theirs for years straight and have had no problems i can Mm -hmm. say that because all you need to do is a all you need is a cap tas unit and it's technically compliant just not a gr cap deck my original FCC compliant Raspberry Pi. I'm gonna <laughs> right back. There's a dragonfly flying around my room. No, that's Let's wonderful. That. I have my, that. my original um, 1822 was, I believe, from like something like 2003. So that's fun. Oh. I know Evans is older because Evans Mine is like is. The mine's one of the uh, the. The, it's in the first batch, I think. Uh, ooh, it's under. It's under. Th- like it's near a thousand. The one thousandth one made, if not yeah. earlier. My, my like Midland, my one twenty, my one twenty is so old. Here, let me uh, let me actually get the model number out real fast. It's um, it's the four hundred and fifty third one ever made. Dang! Wow. Yeah. And you there, think there's uh, probably tens of thousands of those things across yeah. the U.S. Aren't there like two? I could be wrong. Aren't there like two models of the eighteen twenty two? One with like the weird speaker grill and one that. Yeah. So the one, the one with the circle speaker grill that doesn't actually have a grill. That one is the mm-hmm. older version, and then um, the newer version actually has the grill. Um, actually, uh, funny enough, I, I actually own both versions. Uh, I actually one, found out that isn't exactly true. The reason why they have the two versions is w- the one with the grill was the one made by Sage proper. The one without the grill was the ones that were resold by Harris. And I have huh. no oh, idea really? why. Yes. Wow. Like Harris, oh, Harris, like, like the radio company? Yes, that's why. Oh, wow. That's why, like, my unit is actually, the one I have right now is actually pretty new. Like, if I look at it, There's it, also, it was made um, in, like, 2006, but it was, yeah. it was sold by Harris. Well, we're, it, well, it we're doesn't on have the grill. While we're on the subject of just little quirky things about the sage, uh, have you all seen the uh, the misspelling on the back? No. The so so the state code, the state uh, like two letter identification. It's like in one it says CT, like uh, in in the other one it, it shows a full different state that it was manufactured. Huh? It's a misprint. Huh. Some of them have um, it. Mine mine has it. One of mine does. Speaking of random versions of the 1822, I'm going to break it to anyone right now that's listening. There is no such thing as a white sage that was simply a Photoshop. <laughs> that will never be a thing. Yeah. However, the shadows were inverted. I'll buy you some Plasti Dip. You want to make a white sage? <laughs> sure, sure, let's do it. There's one on eBay right now. You want to go get it? However, oh fortunately, fortunately... If you take two sages and put it together, then you get a 3644. That's for the next But have you ever heard of the 1922? The what? Anna knows about that. Yeah, that's actually a Uh, thing. There there was no, there was a kid who who, um, applied to ERN with the sage 1922. It was a typo. I think that kid also applied to NERP with the same 1922. (laughs) Yeah, guys, I got a sage. It's a sage nineteen twenty-two. It's oh, the God, Australian sage. It was made. It was made. Uh, it was made a hundred years ago. That's why the nineteen. <laughs> it's the year. 
No, it was made in 2019 and it's certified 2022. Certified as cab support, mate. Mate. Anyways. Even some bushfires. Anyways. Back to the whole, like, Harris and Sage thing. Wasn't Sage actually running under Harris for a hot minute? I believe so, because I remember seeing, I see, I remember looking in like the archive.org and I see a lot of references of Harris Sage. I still mm-hmm. see him today. So I, I could be wrong that oh, yeah. Sage I believe, is I believe, still under? I believe uh, once, no, Sage is not still under. Okay. So for a while, from what I could see, um, Sage, Sage was spun up. Sage was spun up as a result as a result of the whole part eleven getting getting adopted, and then once that, uh, and then once it once it was starting to get adopted, Harris needed a, Harris needed to be able to accommodate for stations trying to switch away from their EBS equipment, so they spun up Sage. Did Harris make EBS equipment themselves? Uh, no, they I think they resold TFT equipment. Oh, okay. Because TFT made a lot of units. Harris really does just, ha- as always, just had a little bit of everything, huh? Yeah. And then we have, in my opinion, the best analog encoder. In my opinion as well. And I think a lot of people's. Um, and that analog encoder is the Trilithic Easy series. Yep. One of three. One of three. You have the easy. Actually, one plus. of four. One of four. But it's no. analog. Analog. I would not consider the easy cap part of that series. True, true. Um, you're digital. right. The easy crap. <laughs> we'll say easy, easy crap. crap. <laughs> easy crap. Well, it, I mean, it, it, to be fair. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. So the easy plus for its time is the most interesting encoder. It was the it is the old it is the newest one out of that entire lineup. Um but it is the but coolest one. Yeah. So yeah. You, so the Sage so the Easy Plus came out in three models. In um in two thousand two you have the Easy Plus. In in two thousand and four or two thousand and five you got the IPTV. Or the direct TV direct TV EAS EAS unit as Clay Ranger one forty three once spoke said to me, and then and then in two thousand seven two thousand six to two thousand seven they released the Easy Cast, which is by the way the Easy Cast has some really cool features on eight oh nine. Um, fun yeah. f- fun fact: the Easy Plus used to support all features that all three encoders um, used to have. In fact, if you go and find the older versions of the Easy Plus software, you can actually see that it supported. The, the toggles between the, the three units was basically a toggle in the software. You could set it as um, you could set it as radio, IPTV, and then there was one last one. I forget what it was. Cable. Yeah, it's cable. So you had all the options in the software and you could just toggle between them. And yeah. then they dropped that they dropped that to actually split them up into different encoders with their specific softwares. And here's one of the cool things about about uh the easy stuff is that after a while so here so the easy is notorious for its one very good feature that it had on that it had on the units that came in there by default, 
but was but you could have it optionally removed. And that was the n- easy character generator. The yep. most notorious EAS character generator of all time. By far. And then for those for the listeners, do you want to explain like what that character generator had that set it apart? Black screen, black screen with emergency alert system up at the top in capital letters. Or if it was an if it was an EAN, it would be national alert. A scroll. No, no, no. Uh, what it had was the gut wrenching ability to scare the living shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's the feature. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Now, the you first want, time I now, think I saw an easy character generator as a kid, I think I was what maybe like seven years old. I was scared shitless, mortified. So, and, and I'll yeah, and here's the other thing too. Everybody, it's all fun and games until you see your TV come up with national alert on the <laughs> yeah. top. SpongeBob, Bean Boy, it's not the end of the world. I've se- I I can <laughs> so. And after ha- I'm going to explain the character generator and then we can do all of our uh, easy plus stories. Um, okay. But the, um, but yeah, the, when I went, well, okay. Speak you fucker. Okay. The, with the character generator, you had originator issued an event and then a scroll that could be adjusted to part different parts of the screen. It can either have a black back black background with white text, gray background with black text, and gray background with white text. Ooh, so many features. No, you could you could um black with white, gray with white, um black with gray. No, what's what's it was the gray problem? with black? Yeah, gray with black. It wasn't black with gray. Um you, you could have a scroll. Yeah, you could have scroll only too. There's my favorite feature was um, scroll with no background. Uh, yeah, scroll with um, no background, and the, oh, and it gets better because uh, if there's a typo in the Easy Plus, if you actually put if you do um, CG test alignment, it says alignment in process. <laughs> um, so, along with the uh, the easy, you know, the easy C gen being like the one that scares you shitless. It also is kind of the one that carried the whole EAS community, if you will, for good and for bad. I mean, tell me you haven't seen some like EAS mock or whatever without an easy C gen. It's like the most notorious C gen you could ever find. And the reason being because with with a, I I did a collaboration with another YouTuber I can't remember his name, but uh, I, I think that video is unlisted now. But I we did uh, easy CGs, but we made them yeah. all in PowerPoint. <laughs> well, yep. the reason is, is because everyone knows what the hell it is. It's it's yeah, it, it's the one the living that everyone shit out knows. Like, I guarantee you, m- most people in the United States know what it is. Yeah. And so. and honestly, to stories like the first time I've ever I ever saw it was when I was living in Hawaii as a kid uh, for the tsunami warning that ended up being false. But it scared the shit out of me. That, along with all the freaking sirens, was like the most scary thing I think I've ever seen. And then imagine... Okay, Wait, it they just set said the tsunami system? Yeah, they did. Everything. If you look up a 2010 tsunami warning in Hawaii, it's the scariest Ooh. video you'll ever watch. Oh, I thought it was the nuclear warning. No, the Hawaii one. Um, the, but, the nuclear warning in Hawaii—they did not set off the sirens. No, it was they only never the set EAS. off sirens. 
It was I on think the I, yeah. I think on like recordings of the of the uh, missile alert. I think I did see an easy somewhere. <laughs> really? I wouldn't doubt it. Not easy cap, but pretty, well, I wouldn't yeah, doubt it. I mean, there's easy. a lot of local like small cable systems there. I mean, Time well, Warner used they, to run it all. They, but their yeah. iPods messages were sent with hot links. Yeah, well, literal hot well, another links reason... into their into their encoding software that then encoded into iPods. Yeah, I don't even know, but that's a that's a topic for you another think episode. Think of the Daisy Chain too. That's Anyways. another that's a topic for another episode. But um, another yeah. thing, just really quick before Gabe, the one another thing, the reason I can't speak, another reason the Easy sold so well was because it was also kind of marketed towards cable systems. It was the all-in-one package that you could get and. Cable systems loved it, so that's another reason why it's you know it was so popularly used. Yeah, because Comcast, it was decently affordable. Yeah, Comcast and Verizon FiOS were huge customers of the Easies. Um, I'm pretty sure Verizon FiOS actually kept using it up until kind of recent too. Yeah, they switched over to EasyCaps. Yeah. Um. So. Bad move. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah. Anyways, the uh, one of the cool things about um. One of the cool things about the Easy Plus, actually, we're, let's get into the Easy Plus stories because I want to hear what y'all's, what y'all's first, what what y'all's Easy Plus encounters were like. I'll start off. My the first time I remember the EA by the EAS was an Easy Plus on November 9th, two thousand and eleven, the day of the National Emergency Action Notification Test. That's that would scare me shitless. And they did, and they did not set EAN test message on. So I looked at my sky. So I was, I was, I was in 2011. I was nine, right? I was nine. I was home from school that day because I was, um, because I was sick. I was building sick, right? Air I'm, quotes. I, I, I was actually sick. I had like a fever. Okay. Um, okay, Gabe. I believe you. He had the coronavirus <laughs> before it was cool. Infected. Okay, go ahead, Gabe. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so I was building something with Legos because that's what I did when I was kidding. I had like Nickelodeon in the background, right? And and then I freaking looked at this. I just heard the sound go off. I'm like, huh, weird. This is on a Verizon FIO system where it takes a second for the uh, everything to kick in. I look over the screen. Boom. National oh alert. Boy. Primary entry point system has issued an emergency action notification. And then the headers hit. Dude, though that thing was so loud. I I think I've always noticed that though, of, like, like especially, the, especially the index message. that run, especially index that run on a cable systems. Why are they always so loud when you're watching Nickelodeon? <laughs> and then, also and like then. the the RWT that happened on Nickelodeon with the SpongeBob. That one's freaking hilarious. All the ones, all the Nickelodeon tests have always been like the funniest and the loudest ones. And then. And then there was the freaking the the voice. This message. test of the this test of the boop. <laughs> this is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so basically I had the feedback. It's happening all earned. over again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um anybody else got the anybody else who actually I'm I'm honestly the only person I might think of that has that has done it was Anna and Cam. I think Evan, Don, and Marley might be too young. I remember uh, the easy who had who had, was uh, there for the EAN test? No, just uh, remembers that remembers uh, having an e- having an easy plus in their local area. Nope. No, no, I do. No, oh, no, I remember. My my grandparents I, I they remember. had one on their Comcast uh, network, and I never had cable growing up really. So they, I would be up there, and when they would test, I would see, and so it was the Comcast easy. Yeah, that that's the what really I saw. Really early was, Comcast on- easy, like 2012 and prior. Yeah, I I think I've seen tests with an easy on Dish. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wow, Dish. Man, that's been a while yeah, since I've here. talked about Dish. So, anyone, do they even still exist? Oh, yeah, they do. So, I I actually never got to experience the um the Easy Plus. Because really? but by the time I really got into EAS, the only um, provider in our area was uh Cox. And the oh. only thing they had was just a straight up normal DASTEC. Yeah, normal, DASTEC yeah, normal is an understatement. No, no they had a DASTEC one. And this is this is no. whenever it legitimately had the blue and red. This was before yeah. the whole Cox modified DASTEC thing. This is that like wasn't even a modified DASTEC. That was just a whole lot of bullshit. Yeah. 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 But like it legitimately, like the first thing I remember was like in 2010, 2011, I remember coming home and um, I, I remember coming home and seeing we had a whole bunch of storms going over and we were watching Mythbusters in oh, like, yeah. on the Discovery channel. Is it Dis- yeah, it was Discovery. Yeah. We're watching Mythbusters yeah. and I hear my grandfather's um, fucking weather radio go off. So I run in, listen to the alert. I run out. And then I I sit back down, start listening to Mythbusters. Boom! Dastek screen. <laughs> yeah. Was that, your, that like your first time experiencing the Dastek one? Here's the thing. That was the most eerie thing because we had TVs on. My grandfather was watching something in his room. And bear in mind, all the Cox systems were linked. So we had a, a TV on in, in the living room playing Mythbusters. Uh, my parents had a TV in their room. That um, they were watching something I don't remember. Um, so my grandfather, I think he was actually watching the Weather Channel, and then I was watching <laughs> MythBusters, and my parents were watching something, and they all switched at the same time. So yeah, the house was silent. Sink. Yes, the house was my- silent for like five seconds, and then headers everywhere. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. My first experience um, with the EAS was actually the Easy Units. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Which is, which is oh, yeah, actually pretty too. interesting. Um, then it went on to the sage, and um, now yeah, I've never. I don't think there's anybody out here that actually uses a proper DAS deck. Everybody uses um, Cody's. Um, so I know you have yeah. in your area, or at least over nearby. They like Coin K two. They all use. They all use sage units. Uh, or I don't think they use Dazdex. I think they all use Sage. Um, those are the two main stations I hear. Coin and um, K two. Everybody's heard of like Coin Six. Like um, it's really I, common out here. 
as a majority, if it's if it's TV, it's normally a DAS deck. They may not be using the full screen override. They may be using the um, third party C gen. Yeah. 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 Well, I I know that they use a Sage on K two because I know I I know the the engineer there. Yeah. Um. Because funny enough, he's the one who gave me my Sage units. <laughs> So my Sage units are actually, one of them is probably from the K2 system out here, actually. Um, my like first experience... better when your end deck is a local unit. Yeah, I actually have no clue if it is. Um, they both came with his um, amateur radio call sign in it, so I don't know where they actually came from, but I know my uh, easy unit actually came from ABC Miami. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. My first experience with um with EAS wasn't was an easy I don't know what model but um I was like five so I barely remember it at all but um it it was the 2010 uh tsunami thing I already kind of went through it but basically kind of how it went was you hear sirens first and it was the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life it was you have all the thunderbolts mm-hmm. and then you have all the I don't remember if we had Syrotones then, but we had something, and it was it was something digital, and then you had the and then like well, you had, you two had minutes EO, later, EOWS. You had yeah, EOWS. Yeah, yeah, EOWS. We had EOW. So it was like and then and it was like an eerie tone. Yeah, you have you have twelve twelves and you have six twelves. Yeah, yeah, and then and then which I think I don't know. Two minutes later. Two minutes later, my mom went on the TV to check what was happening. We didn't have the TV on. Um, mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the big black screen. And it was the scariest thing I think I'd ever seen in my life. And you know what the funny thing was? It was on my mom's birthday. <laughs> so, yeah. 227-2010. Uh, that was crazy. Question. That was the craziest day I've ever I have a had. Question. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Was, it, was that an NWS alert? It was. It was from the uh, PTWC. Okay, so you yeah. you probably heard Tom read that. No, 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 no. It was, it was live voiced. Oh, it was live voiced. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I there's a recording Tom of it somewhere. It for, I would have had Tom read it for maximum PTSD. Dude, if Tom, <laughs> if, dude, if you hear Tom and Easy and Sirens, you best know you better fucking run. Run you're dead your bro if you're hearing that you're you already fucking dead you're in hell land. by then you're like you up, up it up one step it just says national alert on the easy and then you hear tom could you imagine <laughs> yeah. if it was tom no, no that's eas mock level um yeah no, that's EAS. No, no, no and then you have the massive reverb reverb and the distortion so you think okay everybody close your eyes ready i'm gonna paint it i'm gonna paint a picture for you Oh, great. Here we go. You stare at a TV. Boom. Easy plus appears, right? National uh-huh. Weather Service has issued a tornado warning. And then you wow. hear the National Weather Service in Seattle has issued a tornado warning for Northwestern Snohomish County. Effective. Uh, yeah, but ba- basically Tom. Yeah, the alert. But, Tom reading that out. No, I thought it. W- I thought I thought um old Paul, perfect Paul, came on for a second while while Tom processed the text. No, it depends. Was that on the later? Station. It depends yeah. on the station. Um, some t- uh you, you and most of the time you hear perfect Paul say, "Stand by." 
Whenever it, whenever yeah. it, um, please whenever stand you're doing by. Live voice. Live voice. Stand by. Where, where I mainly heard it from. It was live voice. Those live voice stuff. It was okay, random like, tangent. Bomb. Random tangent. That Gabe bomb. used to live in Tampa. Gabe knows about all the Tampa live voice fails. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have the recording. I got a couple of them recording. on my YouTube channel. I don't have the recording. Oh, I do. It's somewhere, but I can't play it now. But basically, the the random tangent. The guy basically totally. He issued it. He he sent out the headers, and he's like. Halfway through, like two, like a minute later, he's like, "Oh, I totally forgot I'm on the air," and then he starts reading it out like at hyperspeed, <laughs> and then he ends the alert. <laughs> Sorry, random live voice thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, I used so yeah. Fun fact: I used to highly used to live in Tampa. That's where I got the. That's where that because I used to live in Tampa. Got Verizon FiO, so full easy effect. Yeah. Now. Now listen, if you want now if you want maximum nostalgia and PTSD for me, weather scan getting interrupted by an NWS tornado warning with CRS Tom with an easy plus. Just, just, just imagine just imagine an easy with huge hairy on <laughs> <laughs> No, that's cursed. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> easy hub. <laughs> Oh god. Easy that's w. like some that's yeah. like some fucking you must be 18 to visit the site shit. <laughs> Big Harry. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Don, did you have any easy stories? The only easy story I have is an easy cap. And that's about the first Rip. thing I remember of the EAS. And it was just I was at my grandparents' house before school because my mom used to go to work at six in the morning and my school didn't start until like nine. So they would always take me to school lucky. and they had Comcast. So, you know, we'd be sitting in the living room watching Disney XD, the best Disney hey. channel. And then just all of a sudden, weekly test, easy cap. I was like, okay. And that's all I remember. Nice. Um, but yeah, like I'm happy to I'm happy to say that I remember the 2011 test. I, that's that is something that I'll remember forever. Because yay, I do distinctly remember hearing CRS Tom at one point back when I was living down in Tampa that after like but wait like before the 2011 test. I think it was for like some uh, actually I do know what it was from. It's from one of the hurricanes that I was in. That was fun. Oh, I got that, a funny thing. So, so that's what sorry. we should do for the next episode, by the way, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> Severe weather stories. Oh, I'm everybody. down. That would oh, yeah. But, uh, so, so I, so we know how we were talking about like perfect Paul and huge Harry and stuff. So I went to the deck talk Wikipedia page and on the picture, it shows, it shows deck talk. DTCO one with a cat for scale. I shit you not. <laughs> uh, thanks. Now I know the perfect size of the deck talk. But yeah. Oh, Anna just sent us sent us all a bunch of the tsunami warning tsunami warning EAS from no the one the one above what Anna sent when I tell you I shit myself 
I okay. shit myself. Um, I was literally about to send that whenever I saw that pop up. It's like, oh, she got it first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy. Freaking. Actually, I think so. Uh, I wasn't. I mean, we had a box TV when I was little, but um, that was like downstairs. And we never really used it. Um, the one that Anna sent here, I don't know. It was kind of reminds me of like 16 by nine Sony Trinitron, but not <laughs> what we had was one of those plasma displays. Cause we didn't, I think the biggest like actual led TV we had was like 720 P or something. Anyways. Um, we for me, have, I, I wasn't I? young enough. I wasn't, I'm, I'm not old enough to, to, to know easy on a CRT or anything, but like, it's still scary, and uh, oh, on it doesn't a matter what plasma it's on. display, it doesn't matter Marley? what it's on. Yeah, Marley, fuck it. I'm buying a CRT and then flying you up here as soon as I get my Easy Plus. Well, I've seen <laughs> CRTs and shit. No, no, we have the no, CRT. You need, have Plus. you need Easy Plus on CRT. Okay. For maximum. Here, here's effect. the thing. Here's the thing. My hey, grandfather. Marley, I'll fly you up there for. I'll fly you up. I'll fly you up there during Christmas break while I'm down there. Hey, Marley. <laughs> So, uh, my grandfather still to this day has a CRT in his um, garage. It's the TV that they have in the garage. He's got an old ass fridge with the CRT, and then he's got like some kind of like itty bitty Cox link box. I don't huh. know what it is. It, it, it like links it must to the just be like a demodulator system. or something. I well, no, it, it's direct into the cable system. It's like that big. Huh. I don't know what it is. Weird, but he's got probably that a DTA. Yeah, something like he's got that like duct taped to the side of the fucking <laughs> thing, and it's a CRT. And literally, like one day, I got bored after I got my Easy Plus, so I brought it over there and I hooked it up to the CRT. And oh, yeah, it's just the best because that little freaking the the CRT is just RCA. So I just had adapters hooked up the fucking thing, boop, freaking weekly. CRT Weekly Easy Plus. I, uh, I I have a I have a random question. So, in a lot of old like caps of the Easy that I see. Um, also, I just realized we've been talking about the Easy forever. I think it's evident that it's probably the best index. Um, yeah, well, the best analog index. Um, on a lot of captures I see, I think it's mainly cable systems. Whenever it's switching to from the program to the Easy, it's like always like. I mean, I, of course, there's some analog Is switching going on with replay. Or it just takes time. Yeah, but there's always recent issues. That. I so what I that assume is. that's modulation stuff, right? So what? So actually, it really depends on the platform. Uh, if you're looking at like, if you're looking at something, it, basically, it really depends. If you if you can see a cable box in there, it's definitely an SCTE eighteen force tune. Um, Explain. SCTE eighteen force tune. I get it. Yeah. It'll force tune to an MPEG stream. Or a different channel. For no, I'm, I'm talking like analog days. I'm talking about for the analog days. Uh, basically, basically, it's just a mo- a lot of uh, modulators back in those days had EAS functionality built in. Mm-hmm. If you actually look at a lot of modulators, if you actually look at a lot of modulators that are on eBay, you'll find that a bunch of them have EAS input, and just a relay inside the modulator switches the uh, video feed. So that's yeah, probably why, but, because video wasn't really meant to be switched like that. So I assume it just yeah. kind of takes a second. It doesn't like well, it. If you think about it, like if, if you think about how the actual signal works, you've got like your front porch and your back porch and it basically scans, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So there is timing that is 
situation. Of that course, yeah. Literally, you have timing that is in there. And when you, you switch the relay, you fuck yeah, up timing. Yep. Yeah, what you literally are cutting why, the signal. That is, yeah. that is why. That is why you actually see the signal roll and scan up. Because it, yeah, because it has to do um, what not azimuth, but it has to do some sort of correction. It ha- not only does it have to correct it, it's a frame. But it time sends correction. the it it's, it has to send the frame time correction, and when you're dealing with the CRT, it's a completely different image, so it rolls back up because it's drawing the yeah, lines. Yeah, of course. Again. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I guess that's why maybe it was scarier um, on CRTs than I remember. Here, here's the thing: if if the cable systems actually use the internal switch on the Easy Plus, it would have been better. Yeah, that's well, why you. That's why you see some cable systems that kind of just have a little small jump right before it. That's it. Normally, if you see like a little itty bitty jump right before it, they're actually using the internal Easy Plus C Gen because I believe the Easy Plus C Gen actually has circuitry that does that it isn't a hard it it isn't a hard relay yeah. it actually has like a clock system in there and that's why um previously whenever i was using one of my capture cards it would not um yeah. receive the video if it was going through the easy plus even if even if i just had raw video pass through um if i plugged it directly into the box that i was using to to output video which was a dvd player it would work perfectly but as soon as i plugged it into the easy plus it didn't like it because the easy yeah. plus does its own video stuff that's why um i don't know about you uh oh gabe doesn't have one but if i actually plugged my dvd player into my easy plus even if the dvd player was set to 16 by 9 it would come out of the easy plus at 4 by 3 yep another thing speaking of relays and switches and stuff the one thing uh, another big thing and you don't really appreciate this unless you actually have an easy or you've heard one or you work with easies nor do i have but i've heard one easies have a notorious thing for being extremely satisfying whether it be that or something like that or the clunk easies have a clunk (laughs) and they're loud and it's great Oh, I can trigger my. Ver- I can. I, if I, I think I have the software on here, but I, th- I can trigger my Easy's clunk. Yeah, wait oh, for no. Gabe. Not compared to the, the TFT. Not compared no, the to TFT the TFT. has a loud clunk, but the the no. Easy has so many relays. It's great. Okay, the the Easy more or less has a clack. The TFT has a clunk, and honestly, <laughs> well, the TFT has a thump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you no, want thump? No, throws it, no, no. The TFT on. throws it out of the throws itself out the window. Here, Pretty much, here's the yeah. Thing. The, the TFT, TFT is a just clunk. a giant reverb if, box. If you want thump, you go uh, freaking 911D. That has a yeah, thump. Yeah, it's just a, it's, a reverb chamber. Yeah, literally three quarters of it is empty. So, <laughs> it goes clunk. Speaking of stupid obscure index, if you've ever not heard of the 911D, what are you doing? Well, actually, maybe I should say you're lucky because you don't want one. And if you do, I think you're insane because it's literally just, what is it, a 930A or something strapped to a TFT? Yeah, it's half of a 930A duct tape onto the bottom of a normal TFT without it's encoding abilities. It's a broken TFT. Oh, it's a broken TFT with a radio. That's it. Here's a, here's a fun fact about the 911D. If you pull off one of the front panels of an actual normal-ass TFT and wired in instead... Because the 911D, they literally removed the circuitry and the buttons that allow you to click the actual encoding buttons, right? But if you pull out, I literally tested this in a Discord call. I pulled out the front panel of my other TFT and put it in place of that one. 
and click the weekly button. Guess what happened? It encoded. It, it sent, sent a weekly. It's, it's, it, no. <laughs> it's it sent a weekly. It's a hardware fix for a software problem. <laughs> yeah. Literally all the only, no, actually all the hardware stuff is still there. If you have those buttons, it will work. They literally just blocked but it out But you can't set the call sign. Oh no, here's the thing. They literally blocked it out in software. If I decide, so what does it do though? At, at, if I decide at any point in time, oh no, if you click it normally, it will send a normal weekly with. Yeah, but what I about the call sign? The call sign is just blank. That's the only okay, different. Okay. Di- no, actually, no. The call sign isn't blank because you do set a call sign with it. Remember, the box does relay. Oh, true. Yeah, you're right. So I think right now I have it as like a WACM two or something. So no, where it, does it like, send the the local? What's the local area on it? What does it send it? For? You ha- you do have to program a local area in there because it does relay. It needs to decode for your local area. So it just sends True, a right. normal weekly. They just blocked huh. out the ability to set like um, set like originator and stuff in software. So, so you so, haven't <laughs> so you yeah, haven't tested so, like um, sending sending custom alerts or anything. Well, the the issue is I can't get past weekly because <laughs> what they did is um, since, since it's blocked out in software, you have to program which buttons do what. And you can't do that because it assumes that those buttons don't exist. So yeah. it, uh, you know how normally if you click password, you type in your password and it says select event? The 911D yeah. doesn't do that because those buttons don't exist. If you click pa- password, type in password, it says select menu instead. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I did actually test this, and I think Don was in the call for this. I literally swapped the ROMs of the unit. I literally took out my 911's ROM and put it yeah. in the 911D. Works perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think you mentioned that in a previous episode, yeah. too. So I, I'm half tempted at this point to go and just buy two new ROMs and just slap <laughs> the normal 911 software on it and just call it a day. Hmm. So, so guys, would you guys like to hear an easy click? Yes, uh, but we need your yes. mic closer to it. Yeah, you're really quiet. Go ahead. I hear it, but the mic should be closer. Put the mic closer. It's okay. I, I can hear bring it. it up. It just All right. Here's the yep. thing. That was right next to the unit. Um, oh, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> huh. if, if if it if I didn't if I wasn't a hundred percent sure that my mic would unplug with me going over there, I would totally go over there and start flipping the fucking uh, nine. Is it the nine thirty? No, it's nine forty eight. I would just start flicking its test relay yeah. because it's like chung, chung, chung. It's so hilarious. Because yeah. it's four. Chung, 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 the chung, only chung, reason chung, that chung, it chung, isn't chung. as loud as a normal TFT is because it doesn't have that reverb area. If I slapped it in the bottom of the nine the nine one one D, it would clunk like hell. <laughs> it would cause an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> if you put two TFT, if you have three TFTs in the same rack, the rack just falls apart because of the clunk. T- TFT MSRP. <laughs> the TFT is the multi-station relay panel. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. It pretty much is. It's just the TFT bump. is just the TFT. Honestly, it okay. I'm going to say this. In my opinion, the most satisfying. So you you have two versions of satisfying whenever it comes to the end deck, or three. You've got the Sage, which is satisfying for automation. You've got, well, also, no, actually, I'll give that to the easy. The easy is way more satisfying. Um, 
you've got the easy C gen, which is just satisfaction. And then you've got um, the TFT because whatever the TFT goes off, if you're in the same room, it's just like, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Well, on that note, on the next time where we're going to be doing EAS history, we are going to take a wild adventure to the digital encoders. So we're going to be and digital as a rabbit hole on its own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's we're skip gonna, over I want to see it. Let's skip over the cap deck, though. Let's yeah, just we're skipping over the cap deck. I don't call that an encoder. It's not an no. encoder. It's a translator. It's a, glor- <laughs> it's, a glor- it's a glorified Google Translate for EAS encoders. Pretty, yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. Anyway, so on that note, yeah, guys, thanks for listening to the to the ERN podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can listen to our other episodes, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, if you don't subscribe, Marley will die again and I'll have to resurrect her again. No, I guarantee you Marley won't be in here for the next episode. Guys, I'm sorry for party rocking. I won't do it again. (laughs) Be careful. Be careful. If you party rock again, you're not you're not welcome back. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya. Bye.